It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Audio Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real-time limits making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid. It's going to be the funniest show ever because I'm all about the comedy and the money, money. baby. How much you gonna pay? And his partner, Fader Top End of Stevenson. For Mecca City to Beef Community Centre, I've got stories that are going to blow your mind. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft, and it's a big week. Uh, Grado is here as ever, and Grado, you've got big news this week. Grado's dreams have come true, as I would like to happily announce, I would like to announce this. We know that Grado loves, uh, is in love with Jim Carnett, loves Jim Carnett, and it's a great honour for Grado this week. Uh, We just have to open the show with this. Grado was mentioned on Jim Carnett's... Uh, podcast, Jim Carnett's Reach Around, Jim Carnett's Drive Through. Uh, they talk through Cultaholics, uh, best comedy wrestlers, and Grado was mentioned. Grado got a mention. Can we hear a clip of that? We can. Hold Am on. I going to have to listen to Jim Carnett's whiny For- voice? Unfortunately, I'm going to have to listen to Carnett, but. Okay. Yeah. Are you excited, Grado? Six okay. on the list. Oh, boy. Grado. You know, I've, I, I, this, I think he belongs on the list because I met the guy, uh, on my first trip over to the UK. I didn't do wrestling events on that trip. It was just my shows, but he was there at, uh, some of the promotional things that we did. He was a nice guy. And I, th- was he, a, did it, was he at another show? I was at somewhere. The point is he's a very nice guy, but all I ever heard in the uh, not critiques, but the summaries of his matches, the reports of his matches was that it was, you know, it was a, a hoot for that crowd at that time. And, and he was, it was coming out to Madonna music and doing a whole big over the top deal. And so he probably fits there and he was over with it for, as those things go for a couple of years until those things go. Cause those things always go like that. I don't have anything bad to say about him because I've never seen any of those matches. Wasn't he big in the plans when they tried to revive World of Sport, although it was a completely different style of yeah. wrestling than World of Sport? It's like the revival of Kung Fu. <laughs> when the title is <laughs> the same and everything else completely different. They revived World of Sport without reviving World of Sport. Yes, and, and I guess wasn't he doing, uh, for a while there when he was hot, you know, uh, he was doing TNA, I guess, too, for a while. And I didn't see any of that either, obviously. Um, and I'm not knocking a guy because I haven't seen it, but I'm assuming 
based on meeting him and seeing him and and just hearing the descriptions of his exploits that it was yeah it was kind of a tongue-in-cheek type of deal for a while there when he was hot and he did that thing for a couple of years until <laughs> I know mate listen you ready to bury Cornette yet? no listen come on here's the crack man right I listen to this guy religiously now I know that doesn't go well with quite a lot of the wrestling fan base he's public enemy number one on the old Twitter and I, I don't agree with some of the stuff that he says about folks a bit too far, but for me, he's entertained. I, I, I can't, some stuff I just totally agree with, and it's always been my fear for him. To, I mean, he's talked, he spoke about me before in his podcast years ago, but when I heard the day, I thought I shot myself. I thought, oh no, I don't want to hear him talking about me, but he, um. As far as because me, everybody gets in the neck on that podcast. Everybody, so I came, I came out pretty unscathed. To be fair, I really, really did. I thought they were going to kind of, uh, I thought they were really going to go to town. I mean, I did work with them for like three weekends in a row in TNA. We must not remember any of that at all. Because um, sure, I, I, I came back, I cut a promo with Abyss, and I came back and I went, I went looking for a critique off him, and I was like, listen, uh, that's that's a first for me. I goes. I've never cut a serious promo before, Jim. And he went, you still haven't cut a fucking serious promo. And so I was like, oh, all right, okay. Was it that, all that good? And then uh, also, I mean, right, so I've already told John, right? Now, see, a couple of years ago, this used to be the norm. Rob, you know, I'd hear my name pop up in podcasts, but this guy died doing last couple of years. And if, I, I would usually this know... When you were, is this when you were hot? Your name see, when I was hot. No. See, when I was hot. I'd not sell the fuck out all that stuff. But the day when I heard that, man, I was like, I've got to send him an email. <laughs> Did you email him? <laughs> I emailed him, man. I, I mean, honestly, I usually... I just went, hi, uh, t- t- subject title, Grado. <laughs> hi, I am a, a avid listener of your show, Jim. Uh, my heart was in my mouth when I found out that you were talking about me on my road, on the road to my radio station. Ken, try it again. On the road to my radio station. Putting yourself over. Aye, man, I still take giving it. I went, um, I, what, what did I say? I goes, we did work with each other in TNA for a couple of weekends and stuff like that. And then uh, and then I said, I mentioned something being in a couple of sitcoms and <laughs> was the a game show and uh, an eight-week run at pantomime every, every December. And then I basically, I kind of ended it with going, every day I pray to God that I managed to uh, pull out a show at WrestleMania weekend as I was set to wrestle in front of you while she do commentary on a certain wrestler who does a certain spot that you don't hold much regard for. Can I, I wrote it like an old man. Do you get that way? I, 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 I done it that kind of high regards, you know, all that. Every day I pray that to God that you never got to see that match between this person and said spot as I don't think I would have come out this your podcast this week uh, with much agile, or, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have come out unscathed is what I did regards Grado <laughs> and as soon as I sent it I regretted it you should have went PS when were you fucking hot well come on that's what you should have said come on when exactly were you hot Jim Carnett fucking well, he's, look come on it's the deal right but I haven't five had months chance. to 1980 fucking I mean, that's what happened. How dare he? How, dare he? How, Jim Cullen, how dare Jim Cullen be like, 
when he was hot and all that, and when he was like, and he had two years of hangman. And I fucking, how dare he? How dare he? Let's move on. The big question, right, is why we only number six in this uh, comedy wrestler list? Who was above you? So I think above me, right, I think seven I heard was Regal. Um, I think you were above, so you were above Regal? I was above Regal. Oh, you got to be happy with that, mate. You got to be happy with that. <laughs> Come on. Happy with that, uh, Heath Slater. I've never viewed him as a comedy wrestler. Right? He's been in comedy. Here's story. a question: Is Chris Jericho on the on the on the list? You know what? I don't know if he is. I don't know how old this is either. That's baffling to me that Chris Jericho is not on the list of like best comedy wrestlers because let's look at that WCW Nitro run back in the early days. Jericho was a fantastic wrestler, fantastic technical wrestler in the ring, but he was also a hundred percent a comedy wrestler. Oh, he was def- that point. It was he's a comedy. Man. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you could argue as William Regal a comedy wrestler. Well, to me, William Regal is hilarious. When you watch his, it's his mannerisms, it's his facials, it's how he sells. That's comedy. The timing of it is perfect. But I think also on the list was the likes of like, um, <clears throat> like, our truth was number one. Now, I've never seen him in a comedy match. I could be wrong. I don't watch a lawyer, but I've not, I don't remember him ever being in a, a match with Gaga. I know that he does Gaga, but I don't remember that. Five was. Was Les Kellett on the list? Yes, Kellett was free. And he, he he didn't really know much about Les Kellett, which I was surprised at. Who was Cornette, didn't he? He didn't, no. We no. all that, uh, no, wasn't he a proper world of sport they brought back and he didn't know who Les Kellett was? Well, exactly. Exactly, that's a good point. I should, hold on, see if I can, see if I've still got his email. Fucking send me. By the way. Re world of sport, re Les Kellett. <laughs> re... Anyway. He fucking, uh, he buried every, missed people, he didn't bury them, but, he, you know, he was slagging Cabana, saying Cabana's a good worker, he's a great worker, but he's no funny, Kenny was saying stuff like that. Which, Did he bury R-Truth? Uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't see him as a comedy wrestler. Well, I don't see him as a comedy wrestler. But, right. Yeah, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think who's, where was he, uh, Santino? Santino was, aye, uh, Santino was maybe, number two. He was, was number two. Aye, Santino was number two. No, that's to me. That's a comedy wrestler. Um, he's he was he's probably he's up there. Try to think if there's any. Anyway, let's move on for that. I'm not talking about Jim Carnett for ages. I'm sorry. It's good you got a mention on it though. It was it was good. But then, am I going to get heat for liking that he put me on his podcast? You know the way that kind of happens in wrestling. Now, like he likes this guy. How dare he? No, well about it. Uh, well, listen. I'm not uh, going to get cancelled, am I? No, there's a couple of wee bits here, by the way, for Kyle and for Sandy, uh, just putting me over for uh, my, my rants in the last episode. But I'm no, you know, I'm no, I'm no going to put them. I'm not putting I, praise for me. I'm no, going to read it. No, don't use fucking read it. No, fuck off, Rab. I want to read it. Don't read it. Read it, Grado. Right. You let me read it. Right. Forget Jim Cunningham. Oh, no, that's not. Kyle says the greatest heel in pro wrestling today has to be. Rab Flaunts. Wrestling Daft is one of the most entertaining podcasts out there, and Rab dropping promos on everybody is very Samoa Joe-esque. Mate, it was brilliant last week. Right, let's stop there. Um, Sandy goes further. Uh, He says, I was full-on belly laughing at all of Rab's rants. Should have a Rab's rants-style segment every week where he just lets loose on everything for wrestling to no get an ass if he wants a bottle of water, etc. No (laughs) limits. However, after Rab having a go at Bianca Belair for crying, Thomas makes a valid point. Is Rab forgetting that Shawn Michaels was greeting at Mania 12, the boyhood dream, etc.? It's not that far removed for Bianca Belair. Uh, it's not really wrestling. 
you want to follow that up, Rob? You want to say it about that? I want to comment on that. Uh, no, but what I would say is that I feel like it was in it was uh, Sean Michaels greeting the boyhood dream, all that kind of stuff. Felt like it was partly the storyline. Bianca, I, I, I don't know. I can't defend it. I'm it's kind of sexist, mate. I can't defend it. But listen, it's a heartbreak kid, Sean Michaels. He can he can do what he wants, as far as I'm concerned. I, I, you know, well, we tell him I got really scared last week as well about what I said on the podcast last week. I felt terrible to the point where I was thinking maybe we should edit this out because I was making a fully a wrestler that put pictures of your soaks, the rock soaks up. And also you said uh, that uh-huh. Samoa, Samoa Joe looked ridiculous in that cagoule and, and the next thing he would get released. <laughs> you, I remember you saying, Grado, Samoa Joe looks like an idiot in that fucking week cagoule. Is he scared of a bit of rain? I'd knock fuck at him. He's I never scared. said that. And then he get released. That's what happened. Vince said he doesn't look tough anymore. So just Vince, McMahon, Vince McMahon looked at Samoa Joe with that wee, that wee raincoat on and he was like, that guy has to go. That guy does not look tough. Yeah, I tell you what, I love what do you make of Samoa Joe getting released by the way? Oh, do you know what? It's like Joe is one of the most respected men in professional wrestling, without a doubt. He is fucking he is like the godfather of the whole indie style getting put into the WWE. He's done it for day dot. He is he's the man. He should have been WWE champion, but see at the same time. I'm just no surprised because you're just no surprised at anything anymore. But see, the thing is, Samoa Joe, well, mate, he is, he's got nothing to worry about, is he? Come on. No, he's got nothing to worry about. I, I, I kind of feel a wee bit, though, like we missed a lot of stuff that I would have liked to have seen, you know what I mean? I would have liked to have seen a proper, a proper good, solid programme with Roman Reigns with Samoa Joe. I think would have been great. I, I would like to, I'd love to have seen Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens going at it a wee bit more. I would love to have seen, there's a lot of stuff I would have liked to have watched, you know what I mean? Listen, See, to be honest with you, Rab, it's not the end. You know what will happen? It could turn up in the next couple of months and take everybody out. I don't think it's... I don't think... There's nothing to worry about that. I don't think he'll... He's he's going to make it... He's he's already made it. He's going to get loads of work in Japan. He's going to get loads of work everywhere else. It just doesn't worry me because it wouldn't surprise me if in six months' time he pops up and... Challenge I just felt 100% right. As soon as it happened, I was just like, I want to see him in there with John Moxley now. I just kind of, just right away, I was like, just get some more Joe in there with John Moxley now. I'd quite happily watch that. I've, I've, never, saw, I've never saw Joe and Jericho. That, that would be good. Yeah, that would be good as well. That would be good as well. You know what I mean? Um, so, uh, talking, here's something, by the way, that is, Pablo's Vault of Horror sent this in. Uh, this has nothing to do with wrestling, but I just thought it was interesting. There was a dramatic moment, right, at the end of an episode of the Sarah Connor Chronicles, right? It was, a, it was a dramatic moment at the end of an episode. And listening to this emotional music that they decided to play over this dramatic scene. Donald, where's your trousers? Let the wind blow high, let the wind blow low. Through the streets in my kilt I'll go. All the lassies cry hello. Donald, where's your trousers? <laughs> It sounds like you take the piss at that song. Hey, cut it, cut it. Aye, that song just reminds me of Kikitaro, who, by the way, I've got one for the run in the night. You need to go, don't you? Aye, I can't be there for that. I can't be there. I mean, we got a bit of beef, me and him, so I need to. Do you ever remember, Rob, when Conscience was out for a couple of shows? Do you remember this? And he came out to a, a mad, was it Sister, no Sister Sledge, but something like that? What was it again? Something, no scissors, sisters. But it was, 
he was all about the entrances and all that, right? He was he was he was right into all that. He, oh, he was he was bang on with all that, but presentation wise, he's not that. He, he knew what he was doing. Completely mm-hmm. knew what he was doing. Um, right. Uh, talking of working on tele shows last week, and James got in touch to say that he was on Red Amber Green as a kid, and that Brian Burnett, who was a presenter of that, was a gentleman always gabbing away and making sure you had some <laughs> iron brew. <laughs> I don't sure remember this program. Ah, yeah, I remember it a long time ago. That long time ago. What else did, did Brian Burnett host? Did he have Don't Forget Your Toothpaste? Scottish no? Passport. No, no, Scottish, Scottish passport. passport. That was it. And then you ran through the studio, and it was a bit like the TNA entrance for circuit 04 to like 07. And you would walk through it, and you would be in a kind of fake plane. Colin got in touch and said that, well, this is what he said I used to be a runner on the Saturday show back in 2003-2004 was a prize room right part of my job was to box up the prizes for the competition winners and send them after them right now every now and then alongside the winners stuff I used to send myself whatever the latest Playstation 2 game would be you know what I mean you <laughs> see in fact I'll never forget my first day working there and I walked into the office right and it said in the wall this week's guest Rick Flair I absolutely shat my pants I spoke to the fella, gave me a tour, and I asked about Rick, and he said, no, that's, that's last week's <laughs> oh, guest. Rick's name was then rubbed off a wee whiteboard, and that shite wee girl band, Lemon Essence name, was wrote up in his place, gutted. Now, I want to say, no, I won't have that. You're saying it's a shite wee girl band, Lemon Essence. I actually went to school with the last eight that was um, that was in Lemon Essence. They were not a shite band. Was this, just just to confirm, Rob, was uh, the Saturday show, was that, a, was that a Scottish kid show or something? Was that? I don't know what the Saturday show was. You remember Fully Booked? Fully Booked? Is that no um, your weekends back when you were hot, Gredo? <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Oh. Uh, was there no Woody McIsaac? Uh, Woody Crawler? She's in it. Who? I know he's got. She lost her hair. Gail Porter. Gail Porter. Gail Porter. Gail Porter who, right. who I have met twice but never introduced myself to. I've met Gail Porter as well. I was. I, I have also met Gail Porter. It was in 2011 at Camden. I went to see Noel Gallagher and I was with my brother. And there was this um, lassie dancing next days and she was on somebody's shoulders and she had no hair. And my brother went, Gail Porter. And I was like, joke. I goes, just because you can't say that. I was like, just because this lassie's getting hair, you know, you can't. It's no Gail Porter. But she got done for the guy's shoulders, and I was like, oh, that is Gil Porter. And then the second time, um, I was staying pantomime at pret a and I was with, with Scott Fletcher, and she was in, and she was uh, eating a kind of piece, a week of salad thing. And I wished I said hello to her. Well, I can beautifully tie this into the show, because I met Gil Porter at a, the Scottish BAFTAs a, a million years ago, a million years ago, and when me and Connell were nominated for something, and uh, she said to me, what is that T-shirt you're wearing? So I was wearing a t-shirt under my suit jacket and it was a Triple H the game t-shirt. You're joking. Yep. So I can That's funny. By the way, just she is lovely. I've heard her in a couple of podcasts recently. She is tremendous. And I remember back in the day, man, she was brilliant. She was one of the first kind of game uh, kind of children's TV presenters to get right mm-hmm. into the 
um, came like the mags and all that, and I, I loved her. I loved her. She was a big, big, big star, wasn't she? She, she was, was over, like, man. Big star. She was over. She was over like Rover. No, uh, John wants Grey Before we wrap this bit up, John wants Grey to sing Undertaker, You're Gonna Pay, that one. Do you remember this one, Grey You've done it now. You've gone and made a big mistake. I can't allow. You don't think you just walk away. But the end is now. This is gonna be your judgment day. You're gonna pay, you're gonna pay. There ain't no chances to now. You're gonna pay, you're gonna pay. My business, you're mine. Beautiful. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us about any of that, or just random wrestling related stuff, or it's tongue twister, get us on Twitter at Wrestling Daft, on Instagram at Wrestling Daft Podcast, just Wrestling Daft on the Facebook, or email us at Wrestling Daft at gmail.com. Right, everybody knows about ExpressVPN. How could you know? I talk about them all the time on my show because I can't stress enough the importance of protecting your online activity for the big tech because they track you, you spy you, and they make money off you. But there's actually another reason why a lot of my listeners listen to Wrestling Daft. They love ExpressVPN and the big, the big selling point is Netflix because there's thousands of shows on Netflix and they're only available outside of the UK. So what do you need to do? You need to change your country if you want to view them. So what ExpressVPN, what the app does, it encrypts your data, it reroutes it through a server location to your choice. And by the way, it not only protects your data, but it also lets you control which country you want the Netflix to hang you in. So if there's a new series or something in Mexico, you change it to Mexico, and you can watch the latest series in Mexico. ExpressVPN, it lets you choose over 90 different countries. So every time you run out of stuff to watch, what you do is just fire up the app, on your laptop or your smart TV and then you change the country it's that easy you hit connect once you refresh that page you'll get a brand new selection of shows it is quite frankly that simple here's the best part it's not just for Netflix you can use it to unlock shows you can use it for sports and other streaming services too and I've just started watching it on Peacock because it's free and it's only available in the US look there's no reason why ExpressVPN is the number one rated VPN provider by publishers like Wired, CNET, they're all right into it, but importantly, who loves it the most? Me! Okay, so, be smart guys, protect your data, stop paying full price for streaming services while you're only getting access to a fraction of their content, get yourself to expressvpn.com slash wrestling right now and get three extra months of their service for nothing. That's expressvpn.com slash wrestling and you can visit that to learn more. Every week we separate the European Super League for the Champions League as we bury and put over stuff for the world of pro wrestling. Uh, and you want to bury and then what you want to put over this week, Gredo? Um, I don't know. I don't think I've, I don't think I've saw it. I, went, I meant to watch the MD Catch the Steve Austin thing on Biography Channel, no? No, no, no. No, I heard that was pretty good, but um, no, I, don't, I forgot I forgot all about the rest on this week's buffet. Um, I want to, oh, let me think, there, well, I want to bury, there's like a few of the releases I want to bury, because that happened this week, right? I'm right in saying yeah. that happened at the start of this week. Well, uh, last week. Uh, particularly Chelsea Green, I think is a oh! shocking, 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 shocking release. Of all the releases, I think that's the worst one. She... Uh, as a fucking star rap, you know that, aye? Chelsea Green's amazing. She's the best. And she's not even had a shot 
you know, I mean, she came, she get moved up and then she get injured and she she never even had a fair shot at it. Uh, and that lassie just had fucking star written all over her. And I think it was just she never even got a fair shake yet. So I think that was the worst one. Obviously, you know, it's surprising to see the iconics getting released as well. Um, because I felt like there was more they could have done there, but you know, people have to go. You know, they've got the WWE are currently employing about seventeen thousand wrestlers, so people have got to go. It was really bizarre, mate. Did you ever see your hot mess stuff on TNA? Any you see that? No, because no. I done a storyline where to get married, and he's not that now. Oh, aye, that's right. Aye. She was brilliant, mate. She was brilliant because there was nobody else doing it like that at that time, and. We don't like look. So did, she, did she no suggest she was going back to the hot mess gimmick? No, Never she probably she should because it was amazing. It was amazing, and she was so easy to play off. You know, I was playing this big fat dafty that needed to get a visa, and obviously Chelsea was like, she's she's stunning. Why would I not want to go with, with her? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the story was she fancied me, but I never fancied her. <laughs> it's honestly, <laughs> see when I think about it, I loved it. It was brilliant. It was tremendous, and she knows. And she's, you know, it makes like a big difference when somebody's right up for it and right into it and wants to make it good. And she did. She was writing about it, man. She you was like, getting, fucking you be getting her on the show for an interview. I know. I Well, unfortunately, she did say, eh, I'm not doing podcast interviews, but I did send her a wee tweet last week saying, Cream always rises to the top. And then, you know what she done? She sent a lovely wee picture of me and her on the night we got married on Impact. And Beautiful. I, brilliant, you know. But she is, I mean, so they, they took her into NXT and they gave her a completely kind of a completely different gimmick. And even even in that, even in that, she was she was really uh really pulling it off really do, well. That, that was know, the one that really surprised me. I was like, what? Really? You know what do, I mean? Do you know what's funny about that? And all right, obviously, because see at the time I had I was going out with somebody, and it's like I'm, I wasn't at that stage where I was like like I I was on the telly playing somebody kissing another woman. Aye. That my ex-girlfriend was like, what do you mean you're marrying her on the telly? <laughs> you know what I mean? I have to explain to her. I'm like, mate, it's a lot of shit. It's just playing. She's like, well, if we're going to see this, I'm going, get a fucking grip of your soul. And it was funny how edgy I used to be. See how an impact would, would tweet stuff about it and all that. I'd be pure to be tweeting it my bird with that. I'm not. It's fucking daft, isn't it? It's daft, isn't it? But it's part of it, though. It's also, it's like, because we're no... Like me and you are the same in that. I mean, you've done acting stuff, not that, right? You've done acting stuff, not that. But neither of us would call ourselves actors first and foremost. That's why it's awkward. And that's, that's, so that's what I'm why saying. That's why, yeah. like, even writing the Scots, for example, is like, you know, we, we don't want to write kisses in or anything like that. You know what I mean? This is like Aye. characters with our wives. It's, so you're like, I'm not doing a kiss to somebody, you know what, <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you know how pathetic <laughs> it is? I remember, actors, you know what I mean? Aye. I remember, I remember, um, when I done River City, I had to get uh, had to get off with Liam McRae. Right, and I remember right. doing it and no telling my girlfriend and like biffing out. And I kept I, I kept it fair. It was three months. There was a three month space between <laughs> like uh, me kissing her and it going on the telly. And I remember we went out a night in Cameron House. And I was like, There's something to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why you I'm, took I'm, it to Cameron House just to break <laughs> you know I mean? the news? I, I I waited till the periods were blotted and I was like. By the way, I'm getting halfway, uh, Leah, on the telly next week. <laughs> just like that. Just to be fair, she took it all right. But even doing that, have you ever had to do a kissing thing before, Rab? It's right, awkward, man. But I was making it awkward, well. I'm trying to think if I... How do you do it? Do you, Brio, how do you do it? Like, do you so... Do you, Listen. Just like lips and... Mm, or do you, do you slip a wee tongue? Well, do you know what? I asked that. Oh, for fuck's be... sake. Of course you don't slip a wee tongue. What are you talking about? Well, To make it look real. Well, he's got a point, because I did say, I goes... 
can you use tongues? But I didn't mean it like, you know, I want to use tongues. It was a bit like, well, can you use tongues? And everybody looked at me as if I was a fucking, what? No. But the most, the most awkward thing about it was, obviously, you do, rehearse, you do rehearsals before it, before they right. actually take a shot. And you're like, and you don't discuss if you're actually going to do the kiss. So it's that kind of awkward doing the rehearsal. And then you go, and then you get the cameraman going, Connie's actually kissed. Cause I like to see if we can get a shot. Right. <laughs> I mean, you just, it's just like a peck. It's like you're kissing your granny. Isn't it? It's like, it's, that's it. You need to do. Um, that's just what I, how I kiss it anyway. Um, <laughs> right. So anyway, let's see what the punters are saying. Bronze wants to put our Pat McAfee. Did great with his first night in the SmackDown job. The Cesaro-Rollins feud continuing. Great stuff. I will happily see them wrestle again. Uh, and he wants to bury reports claiming that Kevin Dunn didn't like the Iconics leading to the release. He can fuck off, says Bronze. Jonathan wants to put our Gary Neville's promo skills. You see Gary Neville completely shitting on the European Super League. And Jonathan uh, is wanting to bury me for being a Moni Morag last week. Fair enough. John, wants to, John, however, wants to put over Rab, me, on last week's show. Couldn't agree more with me, says, and also Cameron Grimes as well, guys. So entertaining. And he wants to bury Samoa Joe being let go by the WWE. What a waste. Cameron Grimes is one of the best things on the television. I've seen a couple of promos that saw today with that Dodge coin in it. Aye, aye, mega aye, JB aye. behind all that. Mega. Stuff out of my way. He was doing the million door man gimmick thing, a wee bit getting people up to do the basketball thing and all that. It was <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant. Um, Dr. What wants to bury Vince burying all the WCW wrestlers on the March 26, 2001 episode of Raw. The show was shite anyway. I loved that. A blast for the past there. And Dr. Watt wants to put over the Panama City Beach finale of WCW, which was miles better than Raw that night. Man, <laughs> God, I would say that. Do you know? Do you remember that night, Rob? Aye, what, what an amazing mental night. That remember? was the weirdest night, wasn't it? Brilliant. I think it's, and I think they managed to tee up together. I could be wrong when it was on. It was on Bravo, wasn't it? We've been through this before, but I remember as a wee guy going, this is blowing my mind. It was amazing. It was amazing seeing, seeing them on the each other like seeing that all that on each other's shows it was fucking bananas it was like it's hard for people with the only anti-wrestling to even get a picture of what it would be like you know what i mean it would be uh, like it would be like phil mitchell fucking storming into the rovers return yep it's it'd exactly like, that it'd be like you're watching coronation street and phil mitchell fucking rocking in saying he was going to bat or somebody aye and he knows all the characters and the storylines and he's like yep yep oh. like, you know which would be amazing now that i've said that i'm like <laughs> No, I see that. Uh, Chris wants to put our Alexa Bliss's wee doll thing because he's only just realised it's teeth or skulls and that means every time he eats his dinner, it's actually gained his dinner loads of milkies, <laughs> which is true. And Rico wants to put our Cesaro putting on a great show in the SmackDown main event against Jey Uso. He did this deadlift vertical suplex on Jey and it looked unreal. Cesaro's strength is ridiculous. A strong it? boy. He's a it's, strong, strong boy. ridiculous. Uh, uh, Rico wants to bury SmackDown. Yeah, he said it was poor this week. No debuts, very little in the way of storylines being advanced or new ones being introduced. He's not happy with SmackDown, with Smackers, as some people call it. Uh, people who people who talk about the graps call SmackDown Smackers. Yeah. Xander wants to put a Rab, Rab Florence, for last week's show. Rab Florence, me. Agree with him on every single beautiful rant, he says. And he wants to bury everybody who disagrees with Rab, right? So that's you buried, John. Andy wants <laughs> to put over Rab. Uh, for his rant on WrestleMania, I want to bury the marks going nuts or a daft singer doing a move. 
Yes, Andy, man. No, when you say, by the way, the marks, by the way, do you mean just in general the marks, or do you mean the wrestling daft marks? Of course, it probably it means us. I'm sure good. that you should be listening to. Um, but did you just love that, John? I, well, I, I loved it in the fact that this is, I think, arguably, it's the best non-wrestling celebrity performance ever. I think it was... But then I listen to Jim. You've got me listening to Jim Cornette, Grado now, and I'm now kind of changing my mind. You're questioning everything. Aren't you? I'm questioning everything now. What happens, man? Podcasting his review of WrestleMania, and I'm like, oh. Did Jim Cornette enjoy WrestleMania? Do you know what? I think he enjoyed bits of it. He enjoyed. He enjoyed Walter on WWE UK. Loved that Walter and who was it? Walter and Walter and Rampage. Aye, he enjoyed that. Um, but <laughs> he doesn't enjoy much. But you're right, John. It's weird, isn't it? You watch something, you go, "That was all right." And then you listen to John Connor, and you go, "Ah, oh, you're right. That's that was fucking shit." I know. I <laughs> can't believe I'm becoming an old cynic like him. Jesus Christ! You <laughs> see, by the way, anybody that's get a is a member of the Patreon and has access to the video uh, version of this episode. The sunlight is really beautifully coming through and dappling on John's face at the minute. He really looks beautiful. <laughs> Look at that beautiful lighting. On John's face. So if you want to see John, if there's any John fans out there, this is one you need to see. He looks gorgeous tonight. Have you got different glasses, John boy? I have got different glasses as well, yeah. Well, that's smart. Oh, thanks, thanks. I'm loving the compounds tonight, boys. This is this is a turn up for the books. <laughs> Willie Jakes wants to put old Danhausen being on Conan O'Brien's podcast. Great wee bit of exposure for him and for independent wrestling as a whole. Calzo wants to put her Cornette putting her Grado as one of the top 10 comedy wrestlers. Well, he didn't say that. And that Calzo also wants to bury comedy wrestlers. Good. So, sorry, <laughs> yeah. They're not fucking funny. Right, it's that part of the show where we do a run-in. This week I told producer John, forget about it, I want Kikitaro on the show. For me, Kikitaro is one of the funniest, if not the funniest comedy wrestler of all time. He makes me laugh and he is here, the one and only Kiko Taro. Kiko, how are you my friend? Hi, how are you? Yes, very good. You smoking a fag? Yeah. Now, for the listeners, Kiko Taro, I don't, I don't exactly know what has happened, but the last I know, you were living in America, you were doing all yeah, the independent... four years. I lived four years in Las Vegas, Nevada, United States of America. You stay in so, Las Vegas. So my working visa is expired on uh, January. Yeah. I leave United States before expired visa. I think uh, soon renew. So I keep apartment. So back to Japan, uh, staying here. This is my friends have a uh, uh, apartment right so march 30 uh, i will back to united states about uh, 87 days for cancel my apartment then i fly to hawaii hawaii to las hawaii to las vegas have a direct flight on hawaiian airline right so in hawaii when i arrive in CBP officer said, uh, why you come to States? I uh, introduction my, uh, what do I do? So he said, come to here. So go to another room. They asked me, uh, you come to work, right? 
I said, no, because I have no booking. Yeah. So I will don't work this time. I understand. Uh, I don't need to make uh, some trouble. Uh-huh. You, you, so just a uh, road trip to Tampa for less so many weekend. <laughs> I will meet some friends, then drive back to Las Vegas, maybe some sightseeing landmark, then we'll back to uh, Las Vegas. Then I will cancel apartment, uh, something, garbage, something, parking. Oh. Rent us, rent and, that, and you were being honest you were being honest you weren't going to to wrestle you were going to see friends and then at the end stop the finance stop the car insurance but yeah. but obviously the american embassy they smelled a rat they think that you were yeah, yeah, up to yeah, no yeah. good then uh, they asked me uh okay i will call to uh, you uh, before uh employee so, uh, Lucha Babu <laughs> uh, Mona, your boss. Okay. Uh, I think uh, uh, she don't understand when I coming back to United States because I just came for a cancer apartment. Okay. Uh, later, a Japanese translator is coming because uh, I'm not perfect English. I don't want uh, misunderstanding uh, answer. They ask me, uh, okay, you if you lie, uh, you go to five years prison. Okay, so <laughs> you have a something right, right? What what kind? They said I call I called talk to uh, I talk the Lucha uh, Babu owner. They said uh, you have work. So you have you work show tomorrow in Los Angeles. Was that true? You get 400 or 500 bucks, right? I said, no. But they said, you have work. Uh, we understand. So we don't uh, enter you. Uh, we will send back to Japan. Oh my God. I just said, hmm. So I'm very shocked, but I just say, okay, I respect your work. Then uh, you, we send back you next flight. Okay, uh, how long or later? No, two days later. What the fuck? If you don't uh, enter uh, me, uh, so please send back right now. Uh, they said, uh, now Hawaii, only one flight. Uh, two days each. So my coming flight already fly to Japan. Uh, yes. So I need to stay two nights. So they will say, uh, they said uh, uh, you should stay in jail two days. <laughs> okay. Uh, police officer uh, handcuffed to me. No. Let's act. Fuck. <laughs> Then uh, very tight uh, behind sheet. I did fuck so pain my wrist. Then alive some venue. I look federal prison. What the fuck? Prison? Not jail. Prison. Fuck. 
So they did a PCR test. Then maybe I pass. Come here. Uh, you're naked. What the <laughs> fuck? I put on any my stuff to box. Change uh, prisoner uniform. Oh my god! What, the, like the jumpsuit, the orange jumpsuit. Not the jumpsuit. No, something uh, shitty, moss green shirts and uh, pants. Then I bring uh, my sheets and uh, some towels. Bring walking and uh, some uh, metal checker. Then finally, big door is open. Then, oh, before I see, like a prison break, same, same location. <laughs> so I see some doors, uh, very tiny from very tiny window. Two guys, uh, two face, look me. <gasps> Then I stay two nights. Oh, Kikita, very, Kikita. very, very shitty food. Honestly, Kikitaro, that is horrible. But what is the? What are you going to do? Are you? Have you? What's happening with your apartment? What has happened with car finance? Are you? Are you? Are you able to sort that out? Very worst experience in my life. Well, this is what I don't understand. Did they pretend to call a wrestling promoter and they make up? They, they, they uh, say so they say the uh, promoter don't say that I have work because really I have not work. So because in Los Angeles uh, can't show because uh, law of the pandemic. Uh-huh. Exactly, no shows. There's yeah. no shows happening. Yeah, if they have, they said, uh, have a show, okay, show me. That's right. it. That's shit. So are you going to try and return, or is that it, over? Yeah, I will try. I will oh, scary. Uh, get the lawyer and uh, we'll process to immigration. But listen, Kikataro, you, you've, you've stayed in America for the last four years have yeah. you had the time of your life? I I follow you on Twitter. I follow you social media. You are always looking like you're having a good time backstage at WWE. I see you wrestled at Impact. Yeah. You, you have. Tell me about the. Tell me about the highlights. The last couple of years in America. Uh, this is unofficially, but my uh, experience. So. Highlight is uh, two weeks work with WWE. Ah, getting there. I know. I know how much you 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 dream of WWE, which uh, always amuses me because you you have done so much in wrestling. You've wrestled in Japan. You've wrestled all over the world. You've wrestled mm -hmm. for the biggest indies, PWG, Ring of Honor. But you 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 love the WWE, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my dream. Dream. So just two weeks, but I work in WWE Power Center and the NXT House Show. Uh, did you, did you work a match at the NXT House Show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't do uh, wrestle. Ah, I just did a uh, uh, producer. Ah, well, uh, that's that's you didn't. You really honor. This you, is you my great dream job. You you done producer? You producer? Yeah. Amazing. 
That's amazing. Who and you done it for the full show? Who did you? Which matches did you produce? I did. Uh, uh, I did the producer, uh, Fantasma Junior. Uh huh. Uh huh. I know him from TNA. And uh, uh, Zayari. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, great experience. Brilliant, brilliant. And you, I always, you always put a smile on my face when I would see you travel from Las Vegas, Nevada to all the independent shows. You must have done a lot of miles in your car. Yeah. You, you, you drive lots and lots of miles. What is the longest you have took to driving to a show in America? Yeah, very, very, very. Because uh, if uh, only my booking, I can fly, promoter pay my flight. Mm -hmm. But uh, sometimes Japanese young boys want experience came to my house. So I will booking young with young boys. But the promoter don't want to pay to a young boys flight. That's right. So I say, okay, I drive to venue. Uh -huh. Please pay some... Uh, please... Oh, sorry. Please pay to uh, my gas fee and uh, one day hotel fee. Right. Uh, like the same uh, price, uh, my flight cost. Yes, as long as you so get I bring uh, uh, young boys. Then uh -huh. I did the long drive. Yes. And do, do you, are you working back in Japan? Who, who do you work for in Japan now? Do you still... Do you work with DDT or you work somewhere else? Yeah, I work DDT next month. So I work the Stardom, some uh, like my home promotion, OSW, Osaka Style Osaka. Wrestling. Yeah. And, and, and many small independent companies. And if, you know, in the UK, I am always talking about how much you inspired me as a comedy wrestler. When I watch back the matches of you in Japan, uh, you know, with the, with, would you call him Kike? I can't pronounce it. What do you call him again? I don't trust the UK promoters. What's that? I don't trust the UK promoters. Uh, it's the everyday hassles of an independent pro wrestler, isn't it, Kikutaro? So many times you get promised work and then you get shafted. It is horrible, isn't it? But I want back to United Kingdom. I love UK wrestling. UK, listen, I yeah, would yeah. love to wrestle you. And the European UK. side is so good. Yes, I, I know. I feel sometimes UK wrestling technique. Yes, especially my UK wrestling technique, yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you sure? My, mm -hmm. my technique, yes. I beat you in UK, your home, <laughs> hometown. <laughs> you would love the food. The food in the UK is... Justice. Yeah. Yes. I. 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 And your funny vibe. And this is justice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kikitaro, before I let you go, I think a lot of our fans will remember our road trip with Colt Cabana, Wrestling Road Diaries. Yeah. Great, great experience. experience. Great experience. Great experience. The best. And uh, almost I don't understand your English before. No. Now, uh, almost I understand your English. Yes. So, I'm... four years uh, living in America, uh, 
little bit, I learn English. Aye. You, you're getting really, really better. I wonder, though, if you can remember the clip from Wrestling Do Road Diaries 3. Do you remember, Donald, where's your trousers? Do you remember Hello. that song? <laughs> hey! Awesome. Do you remember that? When the wind blow high and the wind blow low Through the streets in my kilt I go All the lassies say hello Kikitaro, <laughs> <laughs> amazing So I hear that there are some t-shirts on sale to help you Because you've had some hard time I believe uh, GCW have been helping you out selling t-shirts yeah. Where can fans get the get the t-shirts? Yeah, everybody will help me. Uh, so I'm so uh, lucky man. So I have a, a connection to my friends. Everybody angry. Everybody to, angry together. Yes. So everybody cheer me. Uh, everybody say me uh, what I can do. Yes. So I'm so lucky guy. Well, because Kikotaro, I don't know anyone who does not like you. Everybody loves you, Kikotaro. That is why. That is why they are angry. I don't you know? know why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Listen, I'm not a great guy. You're a great guy. Come on, you you really you're one of the you're the one of the nicest professional wrestlers I have ever met. And I, I really, really miss you. Uh, uh, the weekend that we had with Cabana, uh, uh, WrestleCon, remember WrestleCon? Such good memories, man. I, 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 listen, I miss, I miss America. My visa ran out. I don't think I, I'll ever be back in America with visa. Too much hassle, too much hassle. Fuck that. I don't want to end in jail. But I respect you for not giving up. Thank you. I love you. I love you too. I want to fuck you again. Yes, fuck me. You can fuck yeah. me. Yes, anytime. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I tell you, Patreon. Get yourself on our Patreon because we've got extra bonus content up there. Me and Rab every month usually throw, throw a video or two up there and... Uh, I've just added a video there, uh, a bonus episode that was recorded the day before WrestleMania. It was Grado's WrestleMania memories. There's meant to be put up there soon. The best way to get involved is to sign up at one of our tiers. Patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. Loads of bonus content up there. Meant to come soon. If you fancy that, we'd love to welcome to the, to the roster. So it's Patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You just made the list! It's the only list that matters in wrestling. It is the list of wrestling daft. You can vote for what you want us to talk about at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. And you should go and sign up. This week, we went deep. As we asked what you would rather us talk about, the best wrestling gear or the best wrestling belts? And with 62% of the vote, 
it was best ring gear that won it. So what do you, so what do you, I'm going to give you my top three first of all, right? It's very perverted, this, isn't it? But it's something that interests me. It's something that do you not know, think this sort of subject? It, it's it's like wrestling is like one of a kind, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like as wrestling fans, we want to know, like, what's your favourite belt? What's your favourite fucking pair of trunks? Like, it's weird how satisfying it is discussing what folk wear, likewise on their body, in it. It's just, you, but <laughs> well, you know what I mean by that? It's, I don't think there's anything weird about it. I suppose they probably really? talk about it when their Star Trek podcast on a, who had the best cloak, who had the best hairdo, who had the best best. Headgear and all that. I mean, you've been to that, Rab. Anyway, here's that. my top three. Right, <laughs> here's here's my top three, and I kind of there's loads of ring gear that I love. So I had to kind of just go. I'm going to go with my heart. Take it off the top of my head. I'm not going to deeply go into it. Number three, Scott Hall. I love Scott Hall's whole look, whole demeanor. I love the wee waistcoat. <laughs> I do. No, I know. I but love that weird. whole thing. I love his Razor Ramon. I love these Razor Ramon get up. I think he looked great in the ring in that gear. And I just think he always looked great. So that's my number three is do, Razor Ramon. Do you know what, Rab? I hear you with that. And I never ever actually realised it, but I've always been into wrestlers that wear trunks and then wear the waistcoat. I love it. You know, like fucking Anderson, CW Anderson, and Anderson. Aye. Uh, Big Sid Justice. Or that kind of... As I said, Vicious, what the fuck you I call him? Um, but that's so weird, and it is because I remember like when he, he they come back and noticing things like oh he's got the new NWO logo on his trunks when he come back in two thousand two. But then I remember also getting a hard on for seeing a picture of Scott Hall at a house show and he wore his click. He had click on his ass, and I remember being like, oh man, he's got click on his ass. Then I also remember when he turned up in TNA right and he was fucking had a mega belly, and he was it was announced that he was going to be wrestling like, in eight weeks, and he looked like a bag of shit. But seeing eight, eight weeks, man, he came back and he had a mega tan and he was wearing the click pants and I remember going, oh, this is cool. Yep, yep, yep. Right. I had a I had a wee bit of a crisis here as well, a wee bit because I was going, well, I think Hollywood Hulk Hogan's gear is fucking amazing, right? Why? But then when I was thinking about Hollywood Hogan's gear, I thought, I think, I genuinely think Hollywood Hogan gear is slightly inspired by this other guy's gear who I also think is absolutely amazing. And that guy has to be Masahiro Chono. Masahiro Chono in the ring, coming down to the ring, his whole demeanor, everything, they big black, they like deep, dark, black, big trousers he's going, right? They kind of trousers, that stance, the shades, the long coat and all that. And he just looks, Masahiro Chono, I think, just looks fantastic, like an absolute triple A star. A uh, scary, scary, intimidating dude. Masahiro Chono is my number two, and new and number one for best in ring gear. I think if anybody says anything other than this, they're after nut. It's Jushin Thunder Liger as number one for the best ring gear. That is the greatest fucking wrestling gear that has ever set foot in a wrestling ring. It's a nice suit. It's a nice it's, listen, suit. You, but it's also it's it's completely unique. It, it could only be him. You could see him. You could see a silhouette of him, and you would know it's him. Right. You, you could see him for the back. You could see a wee fucking glimpse of his You could see <laughs> him. You know what is I mean? That, is, that him, is that him for the back? You know I mean, you're never going to miss it. You're never going to. You could be away up in the rafters, right? Aye. You're away up in the nosebleeds in some big stadium, 
and you he'll come out as looking like uh, fucking one inch tall, you'd be like, there's just in Thunder Liger. He's bald, isn't he? Or not? He's got that hairpiece stuck on, as you know. I think so, aye. It's uh, probably the mask. There's just in Liger. <clears throat> can, I, can, I, can I tell you, I was just, when I, I knew these were picking us, I thought I want to tell my wee story about my, the history of my ring gear and where I, I based it after. Can I, can I do that? Aye. Right, so my first ever wrestling gear that I ordered, right, was a pair of baggy spandex uh, pants, like kind of baggy pants. And that was because at the time I was daft on Dan Math for Ring of Honor because I thought he had a, a, an amazing set of gear. He had the baggy pants and then he had the cut shirt spandex as well. And I thought mm-hmm. that looks tremendous. So that was the first. That was for the Lowlanders, so I got a pair of, and I remember being buzzing with that order, and I think it only came to like $150, and at that time it was only like maybe like £60 compared to what the, the conversion rate is now. Then I went on to biker shorts, because all the indie guys were wearing biker shorts, but I would wear a singlet, I got a plain singlet to hide my tits. Christ, I remember everybody was wearing biker shorts. Remember, man, you don't oh. see many folk wearing biker shorts anymore, you really, really don't. Yeah. Um, and then after that, uh, the singlet, my original singlet, where I got... Um, with a, with a white trim and the black and the grey though across the middle and the kind of kind of v-shape thing to cut to kind of separate the colors i was on easy money's website and he had said that he made a, a singlet for simon diamond now it was obvious that simon diamond had been uh putting on the pounds he'd obviously fucking get a wee bit too fat for the old trunks mm-hmm. and i thought i want exactly that so i remember taking it out and on paint and like changing the colors of this simon diamond singlet and then that's the the kind of pattern that I always used. And then after that, I wanted a polka dot um, one because everybody was comparing me to Dusty Rhodes at the end point. So I had a black singlet with a, with a, with a purple polka dots. But what, what's hard about wearing a singlet is there's, it's so weird, right? And no offence to any gear makers in the UK, right? But they can do trunks, no bother. They can do tights. But see, to pull off a right nice, tidy, fitting singlet is difficult and you've got to pay the big bucks for it. So I've always used Jolene, who was the seamstress in TNA. And I just said to her, I goes, just give me all the cut angle styles and my colours. So what cut angle would wear on TNA, I would say, I love that. Can you mess it about and make it Grado? So it would be the stars. Instead of saying like angle, it'd say Grado. If it said USA, I'd have a British flag or whatever. And I basically ripped off every design that cut angle ever had these last year's wrestling. Grado, can I ask a question? How much is it then for like in like these days is it to buy like a singlet? Like for I a race. Right, this is what I used to do, right? This is what I used to do. This is funny, man. I've done it so many times. I'm got can't believe I'm saying this, right? But <clears throat> see all this, all the wrestlers would go, fucking hate Alden Ring gear, man. I've ordered for easy money six months ago and it's still no here yet. Or folk will go, fuck, there's my there's my pleather fucking tights. I've just arrived. I've changed my gimmick now, I don't use that. So what I would do is, right? I would go. Hey, I'm a British wrestler uh, over here in the UK, emergency. I am set to go to Japan next week to wrestle. However, my car was broken into and stole all my ring gear. Can you send this to me ASAP and I'll give you an extra $30, $40? And it worked every time. And I'd done it. I'd say I'd done it with Mace Seamstresses for America because... You need to you see if you want decent gear, you've got to pay for it, man. There's seamstresses in the UK, right? And they're good at it, right? But you can totally tell the difference between the quality, between the kind of British... Because there's, there's different fabrics as well. The British stuff just doesn't fit as well as the Americans. So 
I've used about four or five folk, and it's always been folk that have done stuff for WWE. You just you've just got to pay the money. Uh, you're looking at for a, for a decent singlet. You're looking at five hundred dollars for a decent. Fuck, singlet. really? Aye. For a right decent one. Fucking hell! Aye. I didn't think it'd be that expensive. Aye. Aye. All right, maybe exaggerate, maybe about four hundred dollars, but aye, it is, it is, it is about that, mate. Hell. Which is annoying because you can get a decent pair of trunks from maybe a hundred and fifty dollars to two hundred dollars. But if you've not got the the body for it, then you know what I mean. You kind of be swagging about in trunks. Or I did get a pair of gold trunks because I heard Chris Hero talking about Cabana's podcast. We said, look, if there's any wrestlers out there, what they need to do is invest in a pair of right tiny trunks and then work towards getting in, into them. And that's what I done when I wrestled Renfrew. I had a couple of months. I thought, I'm getting into these bastard trunks. And I did. And I thought, oh, man. I that's right. Be- I remember you wrestling. I, I, I was going to say, hold on, you've wrestled in trunks. Mm-hmm. Aye, wrestled in trunks, aye. And it was the best feel. I, I felt like a wrestler now that way. Aye, aye, aye. I was like, I'm a wrestling man, I'm in trunks, this is gallows. But the I weird thing is, like, I would almost associate, like, I think if I was wearing a single, I would feel more like a wrestler, do you know what I mean? Uh, I think it's just because you get used to it and you think, I want to try something different. And I have, like, I've, I, I, I got Julian to try and measure me up for, like, a bodysuit, like MVP and all that. And she, and then she, I was putting on and I was just like a lot of big sausage, you know, that way with everything sticking out. And I thought, no, I can't be doing this. See, when you're a teenager, did you get your gear for free? When I was in, no, no, you need to pay for it. Do However, pay for they, it? do you have to pay for it? Right? You need, no, unless unless it's a storyline. So, I, I think even in WWE, you need to pay for it. Ah, you do. Unless it's for a storyline, for example, when I turned into Odar the Great, TNA paid Jolene for it. So she made me the mask and she made me the singlet. And so she had to, you know, make it Odar and stuff like that. And then when the Odar stuff stopped, she worked it out so that she would be able to change the A in the middle and put Gradle on it easier, so only oh, you could do it quite quick. So unless you've you've been given a gimmick, then you need to pay for the gear. Oh, really? But some folks spend a mega amount. I used to see folk, and I'd see wrestlers, and they'd be like moaning their skin. I'd go, it's because you're paying fucking five hundred dollars every other every other week for for new gear. Some folk are just daft on it. Like so I remember, what do you call him? Oh, Michael Paris is his real name. I can't believe I'm doing this. He's in NXT just now, and he was Zima Ion in TNA, one of the nicest guys ever. Who's his, who his name in NXT? Michael Paris, I don't know. DJZ was his name in TNA. Michael Paris. He, he was the X Division champion. He's in NXT, and I think he's in a, I think he's in a stable with, an, with a Mexican guy. Um, I don't know. I've got DJZ. Oh, he's in Legado del Fantasmo. Uh, Joaquin Wild. Joaquin ah, Wild. Wild. Aye, aye. 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 He's always had tremendous gear, man. I still, I still puts it on. But you know what they say, though? All the gear. No idea. idea. No idea. Right, let, let's see what uh, the punters are saying about best ring gear. Is that a good story? Oh, I'm, story I'm, I'm, I want to talk more about ring gear because I'm intrigued. At, like, have you, like expend, Who's the biggest spender on ring gear that you've met? <sighs> biggest spender? Oh, that's a good Jeff question. Hart, Jeff Hart. Jimmy Neal. Jimmy Neal. Who's the biggest I, I, spender? It's funny, like, I remember... <laughs> Jimmy Neal... <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think who the, who the biggest spender would have been. Uh, oh, there's definitely some TN. Robbie E. Robbie E. Always had new gear sets. Always, I'd go, mate. You've no even. You'd have gear for a couple of tapings, and then he'd have no gear. And who else? Like, um, Fergal was always getting gear, but he was he was getting his gear made by Armani. Remember, he had the, the sponsorship deal oh. with Armani Exchange. He must have got it for free then. Aye, he did die, but I'm trying to think who spent most. He was just trunks as well. I need to think about it. I need to think about yeah. that. 
Right, let's see. Scott says Scott Steiner has the best gear. Never knew sunglasses and chainmail would complement each other so well. And John can't decide what wrestler, but for other personalities, it's got to be Heyman with his top suits and his watches and that old trench coat that made him look hard as fuck. Can I just say something as well about the gear as well that I'm forgetting to mention that a lot of wrestlers, what the day is, because I asked them, why you always get new gear? What the day is, after they wear it, they'll put it up on eBay or sell it to because you're always going to find somebody that wants to buy ring-worn gear, no matter who you are. And it could that, that could be an obsessed fan or it could also be a pervert. <laughs> have you sold any of your own ring gear? Like? I have sold pants before. Have you sold underwear? I've, I've told this story before. No, come on! I surely I've told this story about me back in the day before uh, 2013. Ring I, the bell. I, I, tell us again. Tell us again. Three, no basically, <clears throat> um, the, I got an email for a guy. Hi, Gredo, will you sell me your underwear? And I went, do you mean like a match-worn leotard? And he wrote, no, your pants. And then he kind of said something where I thought, right, this is a bit kind of dodgy. And I was with my mate a Greg. Bit, a bit, a <laughs> bit. Right, right. This was before I ever like, done anything on the telly or anything like that. And I was with my mate Greg, and I was like, look at this email. He was like, fucking get them sale. Tell them £150. I went, no, oh, I can't fucking sell my pants, man. He goes, come on. I goes, right, I'll say 130, right? So I emailed the guy back, 130. So he says, right, good. Can I get a picture of you in them, in your pants, right? So at this point, we're at the gym, right? Because we're in the motor, we went to the gym. And I'm like, to my mate Greg, I'm like, I can check that out. This guy's wanting me to get a picture. He goes, well, cut your head off. Come on, we'll do it. We're in, so we're in the gym getting chides. So I'm still like that with, it, with, with the elbow up in the door, right? <laughs> we can stand these. By the way, they were called Lucky Pants for Primark. They were blue, I can remember. So I sends a picture, right? Sends it to him, right? And then we goes to the gym, and in the way home, I get an email. I goes, Greg, this guy's fucking twisted, man. Look, he's going now from behind, <laughs> picture from behind, oh, right? Man. So I'm like, Greg, I'm tapping, man. I'm out, I can't do this. And he goes, pulls the car. He goes, I can get out, right? So I stand at the side of the road, man. <laughs> his mobile phone. I'm bending over my ass out in the passenger side of the motor. My mate's like, sends it, and the guy goes, the guy messages back. This is about two o'clock today. Says, tidy the big man." Uh, when he says that he says uh, brilliant I'll, I'll send you the money in PayPal at 5 o'clock tonight I went this guy's just gonna freaking have his way with my 40 and no give me the money but sure as fate at 5 o'clock dead on you have received £130 for pants man like that right I'm like buying a jiffy bag fucking send him second class £130 <laughs> that's a Good. I mean that's just the worst isn't it? but that's what happens mate they'll do it <laughs> that's just the worst man right uh, Dean, well, Dean, by the way, has agreed with me. Hogan, Ho uh, Ho Hogan's Hollywood gear gets overlooked because he was such a huge star. Airbrush bottoms were minted. Selco uh, says D'Lo Brown, boring as fuck, then wore the chest protector and developed a swagger that is unrivaled. Why? Scott thinks best ring gear for him because he's a big comic book gimp. He says as Rey Mysterio, his uh, Captain America and Joker gear at Mania were class. He says. There's there's a guy that probably has spent the most money on gear. I probably yeah. you're right, aye. but because he, he gets like Louis Vuitton fabric, so he he goes to town with the gear. I heard Macho Man as well. Macho Man apparently didn't wear even on house shows. Didn't wear the same gear up uh, twice. Aye, that's crazy, isn't it? It's met. We had a specialist guy who did like all the rock stars and all that, and he went to him all the time and didn't wear the same ring gear twice. Wow, man. House shows. Amazing. Chris says, Mankind. Tracky Bolton School. <laughs> 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 
Uh, Louise says Rick and Charlotte Flair loves the entrance robes. God, do you know love listening to Conrad on his podcast? Always looking, hunting for the old uh, Rick Flair jackets. He's always going on about it because he's got a couple, which is mental considering it's his father-in-law now. But he's always going on about how he's looking for this certain um, robe because it was sold in this year and it's been missing and it must be in this state. If anybody can keep an eye on it, I always find that interesting. Imagine you just went to like. Imagine you just. Somebody went, I've got one of Ric Flair's robes. It'd be mental, wouldn't it? Surely, surely was, Conrad was telling, he told a story about about how um, he was collecting belts and he met some sort of guy that was a drummer in a band in the 90s that had been in a music video with um, Conan and the, the Filthy Animals. And he's like, I've got, I think they, they gave me an old belt. And it turned out it was like the original United States belt that they had gave for the music video. Like, put that on, you'll look like a wrestler. And he was like, mate, can I buy it off you? It's mental the amount of stuff that will be rolling about there. Should the UK title get bumped? Is it is the WWE Network no day in a show that's about trying to track down some of this stuff? I think so, hi. And I will need to check because that out. Surely the, the Walters uh, UK title got stolen. He was in a, a rental car in Chicago. So they had to use the, the replica. Back, I think they got that back. They got it back recently. A guy found it on eBay. Aye, 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 WWE sent him a wee gift for Triple H and John Michaels and cheers, mate. Uh, Mick says every kid wanted to be the Legion of Doom shoulder pads, so surely it must be LOD or Grandmaster Sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Andy says Misawa. Good show. Oh, aye. That is a Look good show. How many to, people you know. have paid homage to it over the years? Iconic. And Xander says Jericho and his light up jacket. All others' answers are wrong. Listen, by the way, we forget about that. We've spoken about Jericho a lot, but we forgot about that as well. Just like. You know, that light up jacket. I remember the first time I saw that, I was like, that is fucking cool uh, as fuck. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do you know what's weird? He says Misawa because it totally reminded me of whose gear I always liked for some reason, and it's bizarre. But I loved Lance Storm's tights. The, the red and the, the red and the white, and then he would change it to red and black. I don't know. I was kind of. And then and Benoit, remember Benoit's certain style, the Benoit style? Aye, aye, aye. Wow, remember that? I like, um, I like, I like Big Sexy's gear. Oh, I love that look. I love that with it with it, with, it, with the pleather trousers and the and the yep. and the, the vest leotard. You love need that. that hair butt as well. You need that beautiful hair. Yeah. Come and do I'm I'm a real I've became I would say just over the past three, four years, I'm I'm about as anti big sexy as I've ever been. Why? Oh, I, I think look, looking back, it's that thing. It's like looking back, I'm kinda of going, that guy is the coolest. It's just really great, man. He's great. You know what I mean? He's had a great career. He's he's a clearly a smart smart guy. You know what I mean? Oh, his tweets are he's are incredible. He's right up. I, I can see why you like him. Because I'm big sexy as well. No, oh, just <laughs> the way he's kind of quite political and all that. And I can imagine what he says. I can imagine you saying. Oh, he's a good guy. He's on the right. he's on the right side of the he's mm-hmm. on the right side of the line. He's smart. Now, you might be in a post-mania slump, but it doesn't mean you need to stop wearing wrestling t-shirts. For God's sake, summer's coming in, you need to get the t-shirts on, you need to show off your, your three bellies to everybody. You can get them at shop. I'm not saying that everybody that listens to this podcast is overweight, but you can get these shirts at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft, and they come in XXXL, I'm pretty sure. Designs included... The mark is here, a picture of the wrestling daft belt. Beautiful wrestling's kid on, my favourite one. I've still no get a free one. And the immortal quote for the immortal Hulk Hogan. Good night, Hulkamaniacs and Jabroni Marks without a life. I don't know it's a work when you work a lot and work yourself into a shoot marks. Get that in a t-shirt. Still haven't got the cease and desist yet for the Hulk stuff. He's rich enough. He doesn't care. 
plus you can get I'm gonna take a bump for you chips cheese and donner meat and Margaret there's the fiend uh, I mean my god I can't believe that we can still sell a Margaret there's the fiend t-shirt I can't believe that the fiend's still gone no not only that we also have hoodies face masks phone covers trucker caps bum bags aprons get them all at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft check out the range shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft no or check out the links on our Facebook page or Twitter at Wrestling Daft. It's time now for another Wrestling Daft road story. We act as wrestling veterans in the car in the way back for a show and read out a story that you've sent. You just to clarify, this isn't your actual stories for your life or reading out as stories that you have sent in. So let's get in the more and start the car. <sighs> Quite a show. Oh no, man, can I believe I get voted the top six wrestle best comedy wrestler of all time? We'd be happy with that, mate. We'd be happy with that. Um, did you sell your scans tonight? Well, I had a couple of queries. I've just I've given them a, I've told them to go on the website and kind of, if you're interested, fill out the wee form and I'll get back to them. Listen, see before I tell you a wee story, mate. Mm-hmm. Hold on, let me just take a left here, right? See, before I tell you a story or something, I've been wanting to ask you, I've been wanting to ask you for a while, right? Mm-hmm. Here it is, right? Mm-hmm. Are you pro too? <laughs> <laughs> now, let, let me ask you something, Gator. Right? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had your heart broken? That's a good Have you ever had your heart broken? Hi, hi. Let me tell you about what happened to me, right? <laughs> so let me just... You open that window a wee bit. I was 20 and I'd been going out with my first long-term girlfriend for nearly two years, mate, right? Her name was, believe it or no, her name was Agnes. Right. You know what Agnes spelt backwards as? I just found it. Senga. Right. Anyway, her name was Agnes. And I know this is the name of an old woman, but she was actually the same age as me, right? Honestly. <laughs> No, we'd been in the same class together since primary one. <laughs> well, it's always like this, isn't it? It's fucking... <laughs> we'd been in the same class together since primary one. <laughs> but we never winched until we were 18. <laughs> this party, you know what I mean? Our first year together was great, man. Agnes was so easy to hang out with. She was funny and smart. She had nice pals. You know, Grado Agnes was my first love. Mm-hmm. Now, Agnes had a previous boyfriend when she was 16, a guy called Mike. They were still pals. Me and Agnes had actually went on a double date with Mike and his girlfriend, right? I did think at the time that was a bit weird, but I was trying to be mature and all that. And I actually liked Mike, so I never said anything. So that first year was great. And then we get in our second year together and things had gone a bit half between us. The spark was away. We were only having a great time together anyway, you know? Looking back, I could see that we were drifting apart. Mm-hmm. Now, one time Agnes told me that she was at work when she actually went to the pictures alone with Mike. It wasn't good. Agnes dumped me the day after her 21st birthday. She had an empty for the weekend, had a big house party. We fell out at our party and she told me we were over. I left and walked home devastated. Even though I wasn't totally happy and I really wanted us to work at it and stay together, you know, I, just, I loved her. So when she ended things, mate, I was heartbroken. Right, right. So the day after she dumped me, right, I walked into town to buy some dinner. I purposefully took a road that went past Agnes's house and I'm walking back home in the dark with my chips, right? right. 
and I see Mike's car is parked outside Agnes's house. The blinds are drawn, the light is on, I didn't know what to think. Agnes had told me that nothing was happening with Mike, but why was he at her house? I wanted to know why Mike was there and what they were doing. When you've came out of a relationship, Grado, you know yourself, you do silly things that don't make sense. Aye. I did something stupid. I knew that Agnes had a big deep back garden, right? The whole street had these massive, long, poorly lit gardens that backed onto one another. I knew the street very well, mate. So I looked about me to check nobody was watching. And I went round the side of the house and into the back garden. Walked deep into the garden and I hid round behind the shed. So now I'm in the pitch black and I turn around and I look into Agnes's kitchen one day. <laughs> the kitchen lights on, there's no blinds or curtains so I can see right in. I can't see anybody but I have a feeling they're in there, right? Mm. Now that I'm crouched in the dark, peeking through my ex's kitchen one day, it dawns on me. What the fuck am I doing? This is really creepy, weird behaviour, right? What is my life came? This is wrong. What am I even looking for? Am I trying to catch Agnes out in a lie? Do I even really want to see that? I'm 20 years old and I'm hiding in a garden that I used to do garden runs in when I was 13. I'm the fucking bad guy here. You know what I mean? Right. I'm there for maybe five minutes and I think I need to go. This is mental. Right? When right. I see it, Agnes walks into the kitchen wearing pyjama bottoms and just a bra. And a topless Mike follows her into the kitchen. It's clear, mate, mm -hmm. that they have just had sexual intercourse. Wow. I was devastated. Mate, I burst into tears. And I was right. Which I hated. She'd either been cheating on me or she jumped into bed with him at the very first possible opportunity, mate. I sat down behind the shed and I cried. They don't see me creeping about in the garden. Right, they get food for the kitchen, they go back into the house. By this point, the rains came on, so I'm sitting in a pathetic mess, greeting, feeling sorry for myself in the pitch black and in the rain. My dinner's gone cold in a sad wee blue bag I'm hoarding. I was vindicated that I was right, but I hurt even more. Eventually, I came out to the garden going to the main road and I walked home, right? right. See, when I jumped into my ex's garden, I was a full heel. But then as I realised, my ex-girlfriend with a name your old granny's pal, Agnes. When I saw Agnes with a lanky bastard slack-jawed ex-Mike, I thought, I've got to be the face in this story, right? So, aye, it's heavy shite getting dumped and it makes you do daft things. I think us guys, right, as men, we need to accept when we do a bad thing and I did a very bad thing. Also, I need to acknowledge that Agnes's version of that story is very different. Maybe her story. Is that I'm an asshole that get drunk and embarrassed her at her 21st in front of our pals. Maybe her and Mike was the real love story and I was just a chapter in that romance. Maybe she never even cheated on me and Mike just offered her a comforting shoulder at a time when she needed a friend and one thing led to another. Is that so bad? Anyway, no story in no relationships ever simply black and white, Grado. There's always, there isn't always a face and a heel. We should all try and see things from other person's perspective as often as we can, especially, especially, mate, when it's hard. <laughs> A wee epilogue to this story now, right? In 2021, Agnes is happily married with a beautiful daughter. And I'm also happily married with a beautiful daughter to an amazing woman called Lara. Mm -hmm. Agnes married a guy called... Chris. <laughs> that story was sent to his <laughs> nephew. That was beautiful. That was like an epic saga. You done well there, mate. That was superb. That was a great story. Brilliant, man. Fucking brilliant. There you go. Now, everybody, remember, if you want to sell, send us a story, you know, well, that was that was beautiful. Just make a bit of effort. You must have a bit of story for your past. Uh, extra bonus if we get the chance to go, you know, when I was in primary seven. <laughs> <laughs> no, mate, come on. It's every time, isn't it? It was, well, it was always At the school disco and fucking... <laughs> 
Anyway, that's it for Lit Wrestling Daft. Please rate us, review us, and subscribe on Apple or get us on wherever you get your podcast, whatever it is, an IMAX or the Commodore 64s. I don't know. Uh, mind for more content, loads this week, video version of the show, or that, get on board, patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft, and check out the merch at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. Who's our listener of the week, Gredo? I would say... I was going to say you at first because, you you, you know... You done well last week and everybody's saying it. But I'm not listening, mate though. I don't listen uh, to this. Uh, I, I, I quite Willie Jakes because his name. I feel like that's somebody that should wear the belt, right? Somebody called Willie Jakes, you know what I mean? Sugar them. Somebody for one of the territories back in the day. Badass Willie Jakes. Give it to him. Beautiful. Gredo, what, what have you got for the rest of the week lined up? Well, I'm doing kilt walking Saturday, mate. I'm raising money for the old cancer. So, um, you actually go, do you actually get out and walk? I have got to walk. And it's funny, right? I've today a challenge with Nicola Benedetti. <laughs> oh, what kind of challenge? Right. But it's funny, right? And I've today a challenge videos and all that, right? And it's like, she's not replying to any of them, but then, like... <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? Like, it's made a bit of hang, like, who can raise more than that Grado and Nicola and all this, right? And it's like, she Did doesn't follow me. It? She doesn't follow me back. Do you want to cut a promo on Benedetti, right? Let's cut a promo on Benedetti. Let's get her out. Let's call her out. Come on, Benedetti. You're your <laughs> fucking violin. No, it's look. Well, there's obviously something kind of look. May the best. You know, she's she's good at what she does, mate. She's a violinist. You know this that, eh? No, this is no wrestling talk, Grado. Come on. <laughs> no, I'm too feared because she hears it and goes and says, oh, mate, you, yeah, there's a reason why I've not been replying to you. I mean, oh, there's been, she could have had somebody in her family that's died. She could be going through a hard time. Sure, I mean, she'll get to it before the end of the week. She'll be busy. Ah, she'll be busy. Violinists, yeah. by the well, way, practice a, practice a they lot. They practice a lot. They practice. They practice a lot. Of course they do. Do you know what it is that they use to strum a violin? What? Do you know what they use on their strummer? It's cat hairs, isn't it? It's, it's horse hair, is it no? It's horse hair, that's what it is. It's horse hair, did you know that? Cat hairs. Cat hair! <laughs> I knew it was some sort of animal here. Beautiful. Anyway. Beautiful. Anyway, best of luck with that. And good on you. Gredo's always doing me. Charity. Uh, that's just something you have to remember about Gredo. What for the fire engines? Uh, helping people out. Always doing the charity stuff, not that. Where can we sponsor you, Gredo? Uh, go to just type in Grado Kilt Walk, I would imagine. Um, Susanna, Susanna Morris, his name might come up, but that's what it's for. Grado Kilt Walk, look, it is, look, because I'm, I'm raising funds, I'm walking for the Beats and Cancer Charity Unit because beautiful, everybody beautiful. in Scotland knows somebody. Or my dad was in there. My dad was in there. My mom was in there, so. Yep, so my dad was in there before he passed away. Beautiful. Grado, anyway. your cell, go up the road, mate. Oh, my God, it's your cell. Go up the road. Cheers, boys. Cheers, boys. Audio. Frontier. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.